Hey there, a quick note before we start episode three. When I first decided to start this podcast and tried to figure out a format for it, I did not have a co-host. And I recorded episode one interviewing myself. Upon chatting with my local poly group, I attained a co-host and decided a good second episode would be to interview her. It was so much fun that we decided the next best thing would be for her to get practice interviewing me. So this coming episode, episode three, Katie interviews me, and I apologize ahead of time if you're already sick about hearing all about my life, but too bad. Hey there, and welcome to Polyamory Uncensored, a podcast where we, your hosts, Lindsay Miller and Katie Williams, interview a poly person each episode, and we try to answer the five tenets of journalism. Who, what, when, where, and why, as it pertains to our poly lives. Stay tuned as we delve into the good, the bad, the ugly, and the just plain complicated truths about our poly lives. So, Lindsay, who are you? Uh, Well, I am Lindsay Miller. I have been living, I'm from Wisconsin, but I've been living in Milwaukee for about 12 years now. And I run the Milwaukee Poly Group. We will be celebrating our 10-year anniversary of that uh, in January. Do you want to say anything else about your identity? Yeah, absolutely. I I identify as queer, as polyamorous through and through. I joke that swally is a term that, um, meaning swinger, but only with other poly folks. (laughs) But I have sometimes said that I'm swally. Uh, and I lean on the heterosexual and bisexual side of like sexuality, but then more heteroromantic. Um, I often find that my romantic relationships are with men, but I have had sexual and like casual relationships with women. So that's all kind of a spectrum that I swim back and forth in. I would describe myself very similarly, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also, yeah, relationship-wise, I have always felt, uh, since I've been in relationships, I have always felt polyamorous. I have actually never identified as monogamous. Uh, since I was, since I started dating at 20 years old, my first relationship was with a married man, and I've just kind of always been poly. All right. Is there anything else you want to say about identity? I don't think so. I guess I identify with, like, my you know, geeky aspects of my life. Like if I had all of these labels, I'd be like, I'm a poly, bi, switch, geek, burlesque dancer, you know, like there's knitter, like there are all these other little facets of my life, but the ones that are really the biggest parts of my life are definitely polyamory and uh, queer. All right. So what drew you to poly? Well, I actually did. I do feel like I had poly leanings early on in life. Uh, My parents were married for a good portion of my childhood. They had divorced when I was 12. Uh, but in the meantime, they cheated on one another a lot. And I have two older sisters who were also cheated on by their partners. Uh, and growing up, I saw that and I saw that it didn't really look like monogamous relationships ever worked out because I just, they, I was not surrounded by any that were successful. And again, whatever the meaning of success is objective, but also they ended badly. So even like the way that they ended were not successful in like a healthy and nice way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I never really liked the idea of dating or monogamy and that's what took me so long to even get to the point of being comfortable to date. Um, because 
it just seemed doomed to fail or doomed to make someone unhappy because that's what I saw so often around me. And it wasn't until probably my first or second year of college, um, my best friend was actually dating two guys. And, and at the time I was a little bit, I would say I was envious of her because I wasn't dating anyone and I did want to, I definitely had, I was a sexual person and I, I knew that about myself, but I was so wrapped up in this, like, well, I don't want to be in a relationship because I don't want to be hurt or I don't feel worthy of a relationship or I don't necessarily want to, yeah, I, I, I didn't know how to go about it. I was also pretty insecure as a 20 year old. I didn't think anyone wanted me or if I was like lovable enough or whatever the case may be. So I definitely, um, had hangups, you know? So when I saw that my part that my, my best friend was, had two partners, I felt really envious and really like, well, why does she have two and I don't even have one, you know? And so I kind of, uh, got into this desperate mode where I was like, I really just want to fucking date. I just want to, I want to be someone's someone. Um, but I also saw her with these two people that she really liked and, and had, um, what looked like, at least from the outside, a very good relationship with. And I was like, oh man, I want that so bad, <laughs> you know? So, um, even before I started dating at all, I was like, that's what I want. I, I want to, uh, be able to be with whoever I want and feel that freedom. Um, and I started dating probably, I don't know, uh, that summer, I guess, after my first year of college started actually not necessarily pursuing people, but allowing myself to be pursued by other people. Um, which was very, very difficult in the small college that I started at. It was like a kind of transitionary two-year college with a lot of non-traditional students who were either decades older than me or people who are my age, but had no intention of like getting out of that small town and doing something with their life. And I was like, bigger, better things always on the horizon. So, um... So if there was anyone that reminded me of my old small town life, I was like, no, not an option. <laughs> so even though I was super like single, I was still super picky. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So um, what does polyamory mean to you? So polyamory to me means multiple loving relationships or romantic loving relationships where there are open lines of communication and everyone is treated as an autonomous individual who can make the decisions for their life that affect their life for themselves. I feel like there's a lot of, and we use this term toxic monogamy culture a lot in like the polyamory groups where uh, there are so many things about monogamy that are toxic, but that are seen as uh, like a good thing by society. Even, even just jealousy, uh, like feeling like you own the other person. There's always those be mine, you know, like Valentine's and stuff. And I am so opposed to that. Like it, even my friends who are monogamous will see these things and they'll show me and be like, I just wanted to show you this because I thought it would be, because I knew how much you would hate it. Like, look at this thing. It's like a tattoo that says I am hers. And I'm like, oh God, that's horrible. Um, and right, there's awful articles about micro cheating. Yes. They smiled just, at someone else. Mm -hmm. They have friends who are the opposite sex. It's like, Oh my God, get over yourself. Jesus Christ. Uh, so 
I find that to me, polyamory is this freedom to actually uh, not only do what you want, be what you want, but also like uh, have friendships with whoever you want, have loving relationships with whoever you want, and like be your true self. That doesn't necessarily mean, you know, free-for-all sex parties and orgies all the time. Though, what? But that's <laughs> fine, too. Like, I, I also love the freedom to be able to do that if I wanted to. But but it's all still within this constraint of, like, being a good, decent human and respecting your partners and and coming at everything with, like, love, honesty, and respect. And so, like, I live my life within those parameters and doesn't change when it comes to my relationships, but... But I do still feel, like, liberated with the freedom to be exactly who I want to be, no matter what society or the government says. All right. So when did you first know that you were poly? I mean, you talked a little bit about that in discussing what drew you to poly, but... Yeah, I would say that... uh, So I definitely didn't have vocabulary for it when I started dating, but my very first boyfriend was married and in an open relationship. And um, when I... like literally the first date with him which was like a literal as an hour an eight hour long date like it was it was that's a great date yes it was nice it was a whole sunday afternoon Uh, i went and met with him and his wife at a bookstore we all had coffee his wife went home we went to like the lake and walked around we went to a writer's group because he was the head of a writer's group here in milwaukee for a little while and uh talked about short stories i think then we had dinner we like yeah it was just like a bunch of things because i didn't live in milwaukee at the time i lived about an hour north of milwaukee so i drove down and then i was like well i'm free all day so literally we can hang out as long as we want and so it ended up being like from noon to 8 p.m date (laughs) like and then i drove home i think i was so excited about being in a relationship and i was so Excited that I found someone who also was excited about being with me that it just kind of like snowballed and Literally after that one date we were in a relationship like it felt like it just happened and that was in the summer and we we, Like shortly after like maybe two or three days after our first date We went to Summerfest together and again had a whole day of hanging out with each other Um, and we we continued to see each other uh, although somewhat long distance because it was like an hour drive Throughout that entire summer and then that September, I moved to Milwaukee. And because that was my very first boyfriend and he was in an open marriage and they identified as Polly, I immediately kind of picked up on this, like, feeling like I belong here and that this is what I was meant to do, Mm -hmm. which was, I don't know if I would call it fate, but it kind of feels like it because it was like, literally, I, I never, I've never been in a monogamous relationship before. And that December was the first time I started dating on my own. So it didn't take me very long to be like, all right, so I, I like this situation. I like this, uh, the feeling of, of being free to do what I want. But at, in the beginning of the relationship and as a student that already had other obligations, I had a job and was, you know, like taking 18 credits at UW-Milwaukee. I That's a still, lot on your plate. Exactly, right? There was already a lot on my plate, so I didn't necessarily need to date. But I realized, like, well, I kind of had a part-time boyfriend. You know, I, it wasn't someone I could come home to most nights. It was like we had a date night on Sundays, and maybe we might have already ha- we might have also had one other 
day of the week. But otherwise, they had a very hierarchical relationship and they stayed like with one another and had date nights with one another during the rest of the week. So after probably like six months of dating, I was like, I would think I would like to date other people. Um, and as soon as I opened up the door to that, it kind of blossomed into this other thing of me dating other people. And I actually got into a relationship that lasted two years that December that kind of started off casually and then developed and evolved into something that was a lot more serious. I even went and had like Christmas with his parents and then, uh, and that ended slightly badly. I'm on good terms with him, but when, when I talk about like, can someone cheat in a poly relationship? I found out you can be cheated on in a polyamorous relationship because if you don't tell me that you're sleeping with someone else, that's cheating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Communication. Yeah. yeah. So that relationship ended because I think he was truly monogamous at heart and wanted to be monogamous, but really liked me and we loved each other and we, um, and it, it was a good relationship for a little while, but he wanted a monogamous relationship and the cheating on you seems like cheating. a bad way to get to a monogamous exactly, relationship. Yes. But yeah, so um, so that ended somewhat badly, but also uh, made a lot of sense. Like it did, it kind of was, was coming to the end anyways. And I feel like we would have broken up no matter what, but that kind of sealed the deal. I was like, okay, well, if you're, you're having sex with other people without letting me know, this needs to be the end. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, so yeah, I would say that I, I really actually realized I was polyamorous and kind of had a word for it when I was 20 and in the beginning of this very new and, and first time relationship. And, um, did you know that you were different younger than that? Definitely. Or? Yeah. Um, I would say that growing up, um, with my mother and my sister, my mother having, um, gotten pregnant when she was 15 and my sister having gotten pregnant when she was 16, uh, there was this kind of like sexually charged air in my family that was like they just assumed people would people in our family girls in our family whatever would um start relationships young maybe start families young um and not that that's what anyone wanted i think it was just an assumption so when i did not date all through high school uh my parents automatically assumed i was gay oh wow which was an interesting thing and and Neither of them are necessarily, although my dad identifies as Catholic, neither of them are super homophobic at all. So I think they kind of went through this whole, uh, all of those stages of acceptance while I was in high school because I was not dating. And they were like, oh, she's, she's gay. I guess we have to get used to that. Um, Did, were there conversations about this? Or was this? There were like, like my older sisters would kind of joke about it. Like, so there were like these sly, passive aggressive things where they're like, well, Lindsay is gay anyways, or Lindsay is the middle child and that means that she's gay or something, you know, like they would say weird things. Yeah. And, and I being kind of a, a questioning, I didn't even know if I was gay or not. So I was like, and knowing that I was attracted to women, like one of my, I remember I had, you know, magazine pictures on my wall, like any teenager mm -hmm. did. And I would have like a picture of Vin Diesel right next to a picture of Angelina Jolie. And I'd be like, I am equally attracted to both of these people. <laughs> so, yeah. so I didn't know either way, but, um, 
when when they would kind of talk about it or hint at it, I would just kind of be like, I don't know, you know, I, I don't have any feelings either way about it. And for a while, even in college and early um, or late high school, when I wasn't dating anyone and I wasn't attracted to anyone around me, I was like, maybe I'm asexual. Like, I, I thought that that sounded really weird because I, I am sexual, but I wasn't attracted to anyone in my proximity. And I think that just was a product of being in a very small town. And in high school, I was related to everyone. So I was like, no, this is not going to happen. Um, so, so yeah, I definitely was confused and questioning for a lot of my life. And then when I started dating men in, in college, my parents were like, oh, okay. <laughs> I did not think, you know, yeah, they were very surprised, which I found really funny. Um, but I definitely always knew I was different. I grew up in a very small town where they would talk about gay people like those people. Like they were like hushed tones. And I was like, um, cancer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and as someone exact, like didn't necessarily know if I was gay or not, but also knew I was not a hundred percent straight. Um, I kind of felt like, oh, maybe I shouldn't talk about myself or my, um, it, especially when I was younger, I definitely didn't want to talk about it. But once I hit probably even like eighth grade, definitely high school, I started being a little bit more out and I would do reports on like gay rights or I would do um, presentations. If I had to choose something, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to choose um, the right to adopt by gay people or the right to marry. And, uh, and so I kind of made it clear that I was an ally at the very at the minimum. Mm -hmm. Um, and also I think because I wasn't dating in high school, my like peers probably also assumed, um, that I was different. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah. different means gay in yeah. this context. Potentially. Yeah. yeah. Like they, yeah. I mean, just thinking least. about the assumptions that mm -hmm. are being built upon based on what you are doing. Yes. Yeah. I am sure a lot of people assumed that. And I'm not really friends with any from anyone from high school. I probably have a handful of Facebook friends with people from high school and, I have, I have no idea how much or how little they follow my life. But, yeah, marrying a man probably came as a surprise to some, some of them. Yeah. Funny. Um, all right. So where are you on your poly journey? I mean, I have had – I have been poly now for 10 years, maybe more. No, it was 2007, so more, 11 years. And I, I would say that I have been on – all of the roller coaster that is poly life. Like I've been in, you know, I've been a unicorn in a relationship and I have, I've dated a couple I've dated, um, separately and with my partner, uh, we've tried dating the same person before and dating a couple before. Um, we have, I've been cheated on. I've been, you know, like, <laughs> If there was like a poly list of like to do's, to, to, <laughs> you have to hit all of these milestones to be considered like, like really and truly yeah, poly. Yeah. You get your card. You get your card, right? Right. <laughs> I feel like I've done it all. And so now it's interesting, um, like dating, because I do date, but I also know that like I prefer to date people who are who are poly, who identifies poly, and know what that's all about. And even new poly, I'm kind of leery of because I've dated people who are new and who have closed up their relationship because they don't actually identify as poly. For them, it was like an activity. They're like, I'm going to try poly. And I'm like, okay, you either are, at least to me, you either are or you aren't. And if you are, that's a part of your core being and it's not going to change. 
or you aren't and you're trying it on for size. And I can usually distinguish in a couple dates if someone is poly or if they're doing poly. Um, and I definitely prefer to date people who are poly. Those have been the successful relationships for me. Would you describe the doing as maybe people who should identify more as swingers or sort of adventurous or... Or maybe even just monogamish. Right. Because uh, some people who, who like do poly or who are willing to date poly people who are like, I don't mind that you're poly. I'm like, uh, I mind that you just said that. <laughs> you know, like, um, so when it comes to people who are, are monogamish, monogamous, but then are willing to date poly people, I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I can have a lot in common with them because I feel like often they're waiting for the right monogamous person to come around. And I'm like, well, I'm not, I don't care to be your placeholder. You know, I, I am interested in long-term uh, romantic relationships, not, not necessarily fuck buddies or just play partners, though that is an aspect of my life that's fun and fine. And, and if, if the expectation is this is just going to be casual, then I come at it in a different way. And it's not necessarily that I need a poly person. It's that like, I want a person that is fun to hang out with and is a good, decent human being. But when I date, I generally date with the intention that I will have a relationship with that person. Mm -hmm. And for me, that means that I'm not going to be treated like disposable I'm just hanging out with you to buy time until I find someone who I'm actually relationship compatible with. And so when it comes to people who are newly poly or people who are um, monogamous but are okay with dating poly people, I just find that it has not, to this point in my poly journey, has not worked for me and uh, not worked well. So. I'm leery of it. I, I also like to say that I'm very open-minded and open to date, uh, you know, pretty much anyone who I deem as a good human, but I know what has happened in the past and I like to not revisit, you know, past mistakes over and over again. You know, right. there's that like... Well, and there's also nothing wrong with having preferences. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In how and who you date. I mm -hmm. mean, we all do whether we own them or not. Yes. Yeah. So I have preferences. I definitely meet a lot of people who aren't necessarily my preferences, but because I like to meet people. So I like to go out. I like to hang out with people. Um, and whether they think it's a date or not, it doesn't really bother me. But oftentimes down the road, I will have to let them know like, oh, um, we're friends. We're just friends, by the way. Just, <laughs> just letting you know that. Just and to be clear. Be like, oh, just in case there was any confusion. Figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think part of poly dating can be confusing in that regard sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of, uh, I've had a lot of hangouts, which are very ambiguous. I like the ambiguity of, of going and being friends with someone first. And also my most, my best relationships have been with someone who I am friends with for months, if not years. My, my husband and I were friends for two full years before I asked him out. And, and I prefer that. It's a, it's a, it's nice to be friends with someone and then loving relationships develop out of that. So if someone is super opposed to being my friend before we date, I'm like, then this is not going to work out. If you're just interested in a sexual relationship, like, and that's kind of where the distinction is. It, you have a sexual relationship and then there's the romantic relationship and the friendship that kind of are, that t all tie together to make a relationship to me. 
And if you just want one of those components, then I don't know that I'm interested because I just, I want all, I want all, I want it all, right? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. So that's where you are in your poly journey. Where do you hope to go? Or are you already there? Um, no, I definitely feel like there is growth. And I mean, like, especially with my, my poly community, I always feel like that's growing and changing and, and getting better every year, which is super nice. Um, so I definitely want to continue on this track of, of growing the poly community in Milwaukee. Uh, and then personally, just continuing kind of where I'm at, um, but maybe one day getting to that point of having, kind of like you were saying in the previous episode, of maybe living closer so that it's a little bit easier for people to see one another. My partner is dating someone with a child, and, and me and my husband have a child, and if it ever worked out for us to have like a big duplex where everyone could be in the same household, it would make things so much easier. I mean, childcare just adds this whole other level of like complication to Absolutely. polyamory. Absolutely. Yeah. And if there were people that was, it was more like a, it takes a village to raise a child kind of mentality around polyamory. And there was like people who were okay with, okay, I will be, you know, for these days of the week, I'm okay with watching all of the kids. And then for these days of the week, you know, there'd be a lot of Google calendars to, to take into consideration. <laughs> but I love the idea of like, of, of having a, a mini community of poly people either living together or very close or, you know, like, and my, my dream is all in the same house, but that is, it would have to be like a mansion. And, and I've said it what before, about an apartment complex? you know, or an, or an, uh, yeah, a complex would be good. Or, um, yeah, I'm not, or like a, like a condo or something. I'm not quite <laughs> sure. I don't know. I, and I don't know how it would actually work, but cause like, then if you break up with someone, you also live with them, which I mean, that happens. That That's a thing that monogamous people deal with as well. Right. But yeah, I know. So it's complex, but I also love the idea of it hypothetically of like having a big, a big, a little village of poly folks that all kind of live, um, together and help one another. Cool. So why are you poly? I would say that I am poly because I love being free to be who I am and not allowing a partner to determine who I can be with, not allowing society to determine who I can be with, and not, you know, ascribing uh, rules to anything, rules and restrictions to anything that I can do in my life. I love the freedom of polyamory and I just, I love love. So I don't want to limit how much I can have in my life. I love experiences. I love new experiences and I want to continue to have new experiences forever. So, um, so yeah, that's why I'm poly. All right. So why did you decide you would be interviewed or be willing to be interviewed? That is an interesting question. Uh, I think that, and really also why I wanted to, to, to put this yeah, podcast for you, actually, out here. Maybe yeah, that's a bit it'd be a little question. bit different. Uh, but why I wanted to put this podcast out here was, especially for people who are new to polyamory or are interested in finding out what the realistic examples of polyamory are, because I feel like we are getting some um, cultural images of polyamory in the media, in like regular everyday media, but it's 
still either super sexualized or super dramatic or I don't know they're just um they're not very realistic to what I have seen and anecdotal like stories from my poly group that I have heard they just and I mean that's the whole point of of culture uh, of shows and entertainment they're supposed to be entertaining so they're going to be more dramatic but I wanted to get people's real life lived experiences and find out what they're passionate about with polyamory and so that's kind of why I felt that this was important this format and not necessarily just interviewing poly superstars that are you know available people who have written books people who are uh, educators in the community though I would love to speak to them I, I really want to hear the stories of people who have just real life lived experiences and have made a lot of mistakes because I feel like that's some of the biggest things I want to talk about in uh, this podcast are like, how have we fucked up? How are we continuing to fuck up? <laughs> and what we could do to be better because... While you were saying that, I actually just wrote a new what question under our list of what questions, Mm -hmm. which is what is difficult about poly, as I think that that's sort of a place that I know you want to get to in these conversations Mm -hmm. that maybe we need to highlight a little bit more because it can get lost in, you know, when I'm sitting here telling you about my life or when you're sitting here telling me about your life, like we're talking a little bit about some of the stressful parts, but you also kind of want to... The things that come first to mind are the things that you like about your experience. Yeah, and I do feel, I feel like we often will sugarcoat polyamory because we want people to think that we're normal and we want people to think that it's like a good thing and that, you know, like the poly relationships never end and they are never bad or abusive. And that's just not the case. The, uh, there are tons of I've been in many bad relationships. They were all poly because I am polyamorous. And um, I would say that it's the success rate of poly is probably exactly the same as monogamy, which is probably that almost all of them fail. And fail, again, is... You know, At like, some point in yeah, time, they, they end. They end, yeah. yeah. Then not necessarily that they fail, but that they end. And that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with polyamory. It means that That's that relationship... work. It, it ended because it was supposed to. Um, so, but I think it also goes to maybe, you know, if we look to a, a queer community as an example, like over the last 10, 15 years, we've seen massive shift in public perception of LGBT civil rights, queer parents, queer marriage. And part of that is probably related to a hardcore effort by a lot of people to present, look how happy and normal and ordinary our lives are, and we're just like you, so you should not be mean to us, and you should let us have civil rights. Which is a perfectly valid approach, Mm -hmm. but also an incomplete picture. Yeah, and it kind of demonized people who didn't fall within that, oh, we are our normal like family that looks exactly like you. Uh, which is unfortunate because they are still part of the community. Right, right? exactly, so. exactly. So in presenting this, look how normal we are, mm-hmm. happy face um, picture, it does marginalize a lot of people. And I think, I think one of the things that we want to do in these conversations is illuminate people's real lives, which mm-hmm. have obviously good, mm-hmm. bad... <laughs> Ugly, Ugly. yeah. (laughs) And just plain complicated. Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, But we don't want to skip over the bad or the ugly parts of it because that's not 
the real picture. Mm-hmm. And I, I love a happy Polly moment as much as the next person. Uh, and I do hope that those obviously, I think they will naturally come out of these conversations, but I want to examine all of it, right? right? I want, I want it all to be there. A, a good, uh, round picture of, of what it is to be Polly and, and not, definitely not to scare any anyone away this is who we are but um also maybe to give people who are new a realistic perception not that it's a utopia and not that it's like a more enlightened quote-unquote way to be but that it's it's exactly like monogamy just with more people (laughs) (laughs) and more communication and uh and and I think for people who maybe have been out and living poly lives for a while, you know, these people also encounter difficult times or struggles in life. And to know that you're not alone. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because when it is so sugarcoated and you were like, well, I have problems, I guess I'm doing poly wrong. It's like, no, we right. all maybe have Maybe I'm not really yeah. poly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. To... to I don't know, I guess air our dirty laundry in ways that um, that make other people feel that they belong. People can relate to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can relate. All right, so that is it from us at Polyamory and Censor. We have been Lindsay Miller. And Katie Williams. And we, we love, love you. you. Bye. Bye.